1: Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
0: All right, everybody. We're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, let, let's talk about the Ravens. Um, obviously, a, a good football team, 7-4. and four, uh, Coming off a tough loss against the Jaguars, maybe a surprising loss. Uh, we, we actually spoke to uh, John Harbaugh yesterday on a conference call. Uh, and I could, I, I got the sense from uh, Harbaugh that uh, he, he's, you know, he's one of those guys we've talked to him before. Where if they're winning, he's in a really good mood, great interview. If they're <laughs> losing, the guy you can tell is intense and, uh, and, and uh, is ready to play again and, and win. And that was the feeling yesterday: is that they let one slip away last week against the Jaguars. They're a team that's given up some big leads this year, uh, and it sounds like they, they are uh, very focused on the Broncos this week, even though. You know, a, a lot of teams might look at the Broncos and be like, oh, this is, shouldn't be a problem. We score, you know, 14 points. We're going to win. Um, but uh, what's maybe your, your thoughts on the Ravens and the way that they're playing football right now?
1: First and foremost, man, uh, John Harbaugh, man, uh, shouts out to him. Uh, scrappy coach started off in this league as a special teams uh, coach. And when you coaching special teams, man, a lot of the players on special teams have a little uh, screws loose. And I was one of those players, so I definitely know how that is. But when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, the first thing I think uh, is smash mouth football. They want to run it down your throat and they want to harass your quarterback. Going back to 2021, when Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback, I remember the, the Ravens knocking him out of the game and Drew Locke having to come in. And it became a game of just running the ball and explosive plays. And Vic Fangio at that time, thought, okay, well, we know that Lamar's a dynamic quarterback, so we're going to do this mush rush. And what I mean by that, we're just going to kind of rush at the line of scrimmage, trying to keep him contained. We're going to make sure we load the box so he can't run the ball. But the one thing I guess they didn't count on, because there was a lot of criticism of Lamar then and still now, is, oh, well, well, he's a running back playing quarterback. He can't throw the ball. But he threw for, I believe it was, 316 yards against the Broncos. Hollywood Brown had uh, a touchdown and Mark Andrews uh, was running those over routes, which the Broncos still have yet to learn how to uh, defend. So coach Harbaugh is going to have his team ready and geared up to play. And this might be an opportunity for the Broncos to take advantage of him because right after the Broncos, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers. So could the Ravens overlook the Broncos at home on Sunday, looking forward to a division rival? Rival game against the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't thought about that. Um, I, I just got the sense from Harbaugh. It's like, you know, he he's like, we we got to win on Sunday, and of course, that's he's a great he's a great coach. He doesn't take any week lightly. Um, but I, I do think that, and we'll get into predictions later in the in the in the podcast here. But uh, I I think the Broncos are going to come out a little bit fired up for this game, and I know that they don't have a whole lot to play for. Uh, but like I said earlier, I do wonder if uh, all the stuff that's gone on with this team can maybe spark them. I, I wanted to ask you, though, Nick, because offensively, the Broncos, I they could be playing the worst defense in the league, and I think they would still struggle to score, score points. But the matchup that I want to talk about here is stopping Lamar Jackson, and you mentioned it, how they tried to do it last year. Lamar has changed the quarterback position, in my in my opinion. Justin Simmons said the same thing yesterday on the podium, the way that he's able to change the game uh, with his legs and then also be able to throw the ball extremely well down the field. When you talk about the Broncos' edge guys, I feel like those are the most important players in this game. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe you have a different opinion, but like Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, Jacob Martin, you can't just run straight up the field, right? Like you can't just go run right by this guy because he'll he'll burn you. Uh, How do you as edge guys, I guess, contain this guy – uh, and make sure, because he's a hard one to sack. Like, you can't just rush him uh, and, and get him caught in the pocket. Like, he's going to make some moves, he's going to get out of it, and then he's going to run 30 yards down the field. How, what, what needs to happen for those edge guys to contain him? Uh, especially, I mean, these guys are young. Uh, you know, Barron and, and obviously Jonathan played him last year. I don't think Barron was healthy, though, so he, do, he wasn't in that game. But, you know, how do you, how do you contain a guy like Lamar in the pocket?
1: It takes uh, all 11 guys. I know the edge rushers are closer to the line of scrimmage. So you think that they impact the game uh, the most. And the first thing you think of, you know, keep contained, right? You, you have to keep contained to make sure that he doesn't get outside. If he's going to run the ball, he's going to run through the teeth of the defense. So that way that everyone has a shot on it. And that's not to say just because he's running through the teeth of the defense, you're actually going to hit him, Right. Sometimes when you look at defenders, and he gets that get them in open space in one-on-ones, it's like they're hitting air. So this is a collective effort. It's not just the edge rushers that have to try to contain, uh, when you look at Lamar Jackson and his uh, ability, because he's a dynamic player, it's going to take all 11 players because, once again, let's think about what we're talking about as far as defending Lamar Jackson. It is just not him running the ball. It's him throwing the ball as well. It did not work well last season. And even though they lost the game against Jacksonville, if you go back and watch that game, he still had opportunities where he was one-on-one with defenders. And there was this third and one play where the Baltimore Ravens were trying to get a first down, George, and it had everyone like kind of restricted into a box. And you're thinking, okay, here comes a quarterback sneak. Nope, no, it's not. They took the fullback who was lined up behind Lamar, and he goes out and he kicks the guy on the defender on the outside for Jacksonville. And it's like uh, an option play. So it's almost like, you know, defending those old Tom Osborne teams, uh, those Nebraska teams. I know people in Colorado don't want to hear that, but it was almost like defending those option teams, but with a guy that can really throw the ball. So it's going to take more than just getting up field, keeping him into the pocket because he's
0: become a more precise uh, thrower. Oh, and, and, Here's the other part that, that's going to be tough for the Broncos. This week and next week, they, they face two of what I think are two of the best tight ends in the NFL. Uh, you mentioned Mark Andrews earlier. Uh, you know He's had a really good season again this year, I think five touchdowns, something like that. I, I don't think he scored in the last four games maybe, uh, but he's obviously a dynamic guy. Obviously, next week they got Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. How do you? I feel like teams now, and the Broncos have one, maybe potentially in Greg Dulcich, but teams now all have these dynamic tight ends that can do all these different things, and they're more like just giant wide receivers. How do you match up with a guy like Mark Andrews? Do you put Justin Simmons down in the box and maybe he covers Mark Andrews? Do you you know have Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell? like who who are you throwing at Mark Andrews this week, and then also potentially Travis Kelsey next week?
1: You, you can't you know, devote one player to stop Mark Andrews, because if you do that, that means, guess what? You have one less guy in coverage and one less guy to try to keep Lamar Jackson contained. And, and that's the great thing about this Greg Roman offense. Even though you don't have a lot of household names, you, you just have a lot of creativity and a lot of things that you can do because your quarterback is just that di- dynamic. So the idea of, hey, we're going to shut down you know, Mark Andrews. Oh, well, guess what? Lamar is going to kill you. Well, we're going to shut down Lamar. Well, I mean, Mark Andrews is going to kill you because the threat of run its that, that same idea of play action. That's why it's it's a, such a, a beautiful thing from an offensive standpoint. But we hate it defensively because if Lamar starts running, even if he's not successful, George, he doesn't even have to be successful. That's going to draw the attention of the defense. And that's going to allow Mark Andrews to sneak behind the defense. And you were talking about these hybrid tight ends, these so-called wide receivers. You know, even though he's a big guy, he runs great routes. He, He is what we are hoping that Greg Dosage can turn into because Mark Andrews is faster than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is probably a little more crafty in his route running. But we know those seen throws, I mean, they're going to be there, and we've seen over the past two weeks with Pat Sertan, both in the Carolina Panthers game and the Raiders game, sometimes, you know, some safeties, I'm not calling by names, I'm not going to do that, you know, are they, they, they they see everything, but they don't see the most important things that they need to see, and then there it is, Mandrew's running right past you, building up those fantasy numbers.
0: Yeah, shout out Mark. I actually knew Mark in college. Uh, Good dude. He's a great football player too, man. And uh, you could see it back in his his Oklahoma days. But uh, let's flip it to the other side of the ball, Nick. What stands out about this this Ravens defense? They've got some. You know, they've played some good football at times this year. Other times, maybe they've been a little bit shaky. But they've got some really good players. I mean, you talk about Marlon Humphrey, good cornerback. He's been in the league a while. Justin Houston on the edge. Uh, you've got Klayas Campbell on the edge as well. What stands out about this group? And is this another week where are we going to see Russell Wilson running for his life like we did last week from Brian Burns? Because, uh, again, this this Ravens team can get after the quarterback quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. We, 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 we're going to see. We're going to see Russ run, right? I know they say uh, let Russ cook. No, see Russ run. Sounds like a nursery rhyme, but yeah, we're going to see Russ run a lot. And the thing that's standing out to me, and you mentioned some great players, but I'm thinking about those two linebackers, Roquan Smith, uh, who they added and Patrick Queen. And you go back to the Raiders game and what happened with uh, Max Crosby and Denzel Pyramid. They kept sending that middle linebacker pressure and the Broncos never picked it up. And going back to what happened to Teddy Bridgewater last year when they knocked him out of the game, I'm not saying that uh, that's going to happen, but the odds are really high based on how many hits that Russ has taken over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, listen, if I'm the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, I'm sending pressure on every single play, and I'm going to force Russ to beat me because you're not playing with household name wide receivers. They haven't learned how to play with Russ just yet. And the biggest thing, if you want to say, well, what is one area that the uh, Broncos could attack with the Ravens? It's the tag in the passing game. When you look at, and I'm going to give you some numbers, uh, the Ravens are are great against the run. They're second in the league, uh, holding teams to 82 yards a game, but they're giving up 253 yards in the passing game. It would be great to see the Broncos be able to rip off some of those routes, but it all depends on creativity by Clint Kubiak, protection up front, and excellent precision route running. So I don't know if we're going to get all that. I don't know if we're going to get all that. I almost called you Russ.
0: <laughs> I, uh, well, that'd be a compliment. Thank you. Uh, please, please come to my birthday party. Um, uh, <laughs> the, that, the number that concerns me there, Nick, is them being second in the league in, in uh, rushing defense because I think for this offense to get going, it's been when the running game has something going to it. Now, I'm not saying they got to break off a 52-yard run all the time like Latavius Murray did this last week, but, you know, getting four or five yards – every once in a while giving yourself you know, short third downs or, or short second downs even, uh, that's when you see this offense moving the ball. And if they're not able to run it and you're relying on that, and, and like you said, if you're the Ravens and you're stopping the run with ease, I'm just bringing pressure, right? I'm going to say, all right, Russell, beat us down the field. Uh, and, and especially if, if you don't have Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler saying, okay, we like our guys one-on-one down the field. So w- what's going to have to happen if the Broncos want to win this game they're going to have to win some shots down the field, right? You're going to need Cortland Sutton to make some plays one on one against Marlon Humphrey or or whoever is out there on him. Jalen Virgil to beat a guy down the field with his speed, right? Montrell Washington, uh, Brandon Johnson, you know Kendall Hinton. Those guys are going to have to make some plays because I do think you're going to see some coverages where they're left alone or uh, you know the Ravens bring the house and, and all you got to do is make a play one on one. And if you can do that as a receiver and Russell can have the time to make those throws, uh, then you got a chance, right? Like you you got a chance to, to move the ball. So it's going to be really interesting, Nick, uh, to see if, if they can do that. And I wanted to ask you, Nick, if you had to pick one guy to have a big breakout game for this Broncos offense, let's say they finally get it going, who's that guy and why does it need to be that guy?
1: Well, wow, man, that, that's a tough question. But uh, the one guy I would say – would be uh, Greg Dosage. I mean, we talked about M- Mark Andrews and his ability to catch the ball down the field in the vertical passing game. That is something that Greg Dosage can do, and he has actually shown it. It's just the fact that the Broncos haven't been consistent with that play call and that execution, but the players' ha- plays have definitely been there. So that that's the guy that can be a surprise. And I know we're talking about you know the Broncos utilizing the passing game and winning those one-on-one battles because. You know, we're anticipating that, hey, the Ravens are going to come after Russ on every single play. At some point, the offensive line, no matter what mashup group that's uh in there, they're going to have to be able to show that they can run the ball uh, just a little, just to kind of keep them honest. And I, and I go back to this 2021. You may remember the Broncos are playing the Ravens and there's a guy by the name of Javante Williams. And he has this play where he's running through like six Baltimore Raven defenders. That's what's going to have to happen for Latavius Murray or who's ever carrying the ball for the Broncos. They may stack the box, but you may just have to find a way to plow through defenders because all those holes may not be open the way that you want them to.
0: Yeah. My guys, Cortland Sutton, I want to see Cortland have a big game. Uh, And I think if he, if he can have a big game, then this offense can get going. I think again, he might have some chances down the field where uh, you know they bring a lot of guys, and Russell just throws up a ball to him, and he's got to make a play. So I want to see Cortland Sutton. I, like you said, I think Latavius Murray you know, needs to have a big game, and, and, and can he carry some of that load? Can Marlon Mack come in, Mike Boone? What, what effect can he have uh, maybe possibly being back this week? So going to be interesting to see, Nick. Before we get out of here, give me a quick prediction. Who, who you got in this one, and what's your score?
1: Man, it's going to be a tight game, I think, defensively, and I'm going to have to go with the Ravens on this one because, I mean, they have a dynamic player in uh, Lamar Jackson. He's capable of throwing the ball down the field and making those precision throws, but also he can cut you up with his ability to to run, and that's going to be really difficult for the Broncos to stop over the past couple of of weeks. The Broncos have, in fact, struggled trying to stop the run, and I expect the Ravens to run the ball down their throat.
0: Yeah, I you know, I think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, I think the spread, Nick, is like eight points maybe, something like that, which is a pretty big spread. I think the Broncos keep it close. I think they play inspired, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just reading into it too much, but I mentioned it earlier. I think this is something they maybe rally around, uh, and they get things going. They play a little bit better than they did this last week against the Panthers, but I do think they end up falling 20-17. to I think Justin Tucker hits like a ridiculous 50-something yard, Mm 60-something yard field goal, walks it off to beat them. But I, I do think they play this game close uh, in that they uh, they actually look better than they did last week. So I don't know if that's if that's good, uh, but I, I do think they lose again uh, this week. And, Nick, when's your, when's, I got to ask, though, when's your birthday? Before we get off, off of here, I was going to try and plan you a birthday party. When's your birthday?
1: <laughs> George, uh, my birthday just took place. Really? Did yeah. I miss it? Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> when was it? My birthday was on the 27th. Oh my gosh, Nick, you didn't even say anything. I know, man. I'm just that type of person, man. Uh, I don't like people to make a big deal out of my birthday because it's just another calendar day. And for me, George, the reason why I do that, I try to live every day like it's my birthday. So just one day that's designated for, for me is like, ah, yeah, okay,
0: whatever. If, if I could- I feel I, terrible now. So I, I feel terrible knowing that I missed it. it. I didn't tell you. That's true. Yes. But still- Yes. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Nick, I would show up to your birthday party. Well, I uh, appreciate it. Real quick story. Even when
1: I played, I didn't tell uh my teammates. I would be right sitting next to them, wouldn't tell them a thing. If they didn't know, they didn't know.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I apologize for not telling you happy birthday, but happy late birthday. Oh no,
1: uh, hey, listen, man. Don't 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 worry about it. Guess what? Uh, when you you, you see me later on in the week. Just tell me happy birthday. When you see me the day after that, tell me happy birthday. Because once again, every day is a birthday to me because, hey, you never know when, uh, you know, you're going to write that last page of your
0: book. So you might as well celebrate. That's true. I like that. I like that. Well, you're invited to my birthday party, June 26th. For anybody out there that wants to wish me a happy birthday Okay, uh, in June, feel free to. Um, but uh, Nick, great episode today. Thanks to everybody listening for for make sure you guys like, subscribe, share the podcast, and uh, we will see you guys after the Ravens game, uh, and we will wrap up everything on Sunday.